Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Drew. Welcome to the Let's Venture podcast. Here, we celebrate the wins, learn from the losses, and teach you tools to propel your small business forward. From feeling stuck in my healthcare career to creating a thriving photography business. To Molly poaching me from my corporate job. We're here to teach you how to build the small business of your dreams. Each week, you'll find yourself feeling motivated, encouraged, and in good company. That's us. So grab your drink of choice. And let's venture. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Venture podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about 13 things we actually like about corporate America. But before we dive in, just to set the scene of what's been going on over here for Drew and I is, well, currently there is a windstorm outside going on in our little mountain town, and the lights are continually flickering. So we are crossing our fingers that the power does not go out. It's like uh, Stranger Things. It is. I hope we don't enter the upside down. (laughs) Drew and I also just got finished with a classic argument, you know, just being married and working together. What are you talking about? That never happened. We never fight. That was our first fight ever. (laughs) But while we were outlining this script, I was folding my laundry and Drew was sitting on the couch just kind of reviewing the script. And it's just been really interesting talking through this because as some of you may know, Drew used to work in corporate America. And so I was just asking him, you know, like, what are things you liked when you worked at Boeing or worked as a project manager? And so it was really cool to walk through this together because there's some things that we are actually applying to Let's Venture as we build this company that are things we've learned from corporate America. So... Drew, should we get into this? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the first one, I'll take this one, Drew. Is that sure. right? Yeah, yeah. So the first one is consistent pay. One thing we love about corporate America is you get a paycheck once a month, twice a month, and you know the date it's coming and the amount you're getting, unless you're in a sales role where you get commission. But for the most part, you know how much you're going to be making. And that consistency is just key to being able to have stability in your life. You're able to plan too. You're able to... You said this well. We knew exactly when I had a consistent paycheck, right? Yeah. We knew exactly how many months it would take us to save for X goal or Y vacation, right? Things like that. If you listen to our last episode, episode three on paying yourself first, this is actually something we have applied to our business now because that consistent pay has really helped us just be a little bit more at ease and not be like, how much we're going to make this month? What day of the month are we paying ourselves? Things like that. Right. Now we pay ourselves exactly the same amount every month. Yeah. So look at us being a little tiny corporate America in our small business. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. So here's number two, healthcare. The amount that a corporation covers for healthcare is actually massive. Yeah. A lot of times like they'll say, yeah, healthcare and benefits are included. They're included in your benefits package. That's a lot of money, y'all. And Molly and I pay on the open market now. Yep. And took that for granted, honestly, when I worked for a corporate company. Yeah. I don't think because you had always worked at a corporate company, we got our healthcare through that and we didn't realize how much they were covering. Mm -hmm. And then we went to the open market and it was, it was sticker shock for sure how expensive healthcare is. And obviously this is a huge issue in America. Like Mm -hmm. we recognize there is a healthcare crisis and it's a privilege to even be able to have healthcare. And so that's something in corporate America that we think is a huge advantage to having a corporate job is the opportunity to have healthcare and at a more affordable price. Right. When you're a small business, your options are limited and usually much more expensive if 
you do choose to have health insurance. Yep, totally. All right. So the third one is, I would say, Drew, probably one of your favorite of the 13 today. Pretty close. Yes. And that is retirement. So, Drew, can you walk us through a little bit of why corporate America has this right in the sense of retirement? Yeah. So what corporate America does well is retirement matching. So they basically take a percentage of your salary that you contribute to the retirement account. So say you contribute 5%. To, to like the, a 401k or something? Correct, to a okay. 401k. They'll take 5% of your salary, not of your salary, but they'll match 5% of it. Yeah. So that's huge when you think about making your money go farther. It's like an extension of your salary. Yes, for sure. I think another thing we really liked when you worked at a corporate job is it was automatically withdrawn. We chose that automatic withdrawal. So whenever we were getting paid from his salary every month, we never even saw the money that was going into the retirement account. And so, you know, when you're a small business owner, you see the cash, you see the cash flow. And so you have to make the conscious decision of like, okay, I'm going to put this money towards retirement. I'm not going to put this money towards for me, like a new camera or a new lens, something like that. Right. Right. You have to be very diligent about saving for the retirement as a small business owner. All right. So on to number four processes. Yes. So processes were a huge thing that Drew brought to the table when we started working together because as a small business owner, I saw processes as very overbaked at times, a lot of red tape. I remember when you were working in your corporate job, it would be like, I made a project and now it goes through approval of my senior manager and then their senior manager and then the the executive. Did you feel like it stopped you from getting things done? Yeah. I just saw it could really slow things down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're talking about what we like about corporate America. So this is why this is is included is because we also recognize and I started to see how it could actually help you build your business along the way. For example, for us, when we're building our content calendar for Let's Venture, we now use a program called Asana, which Drew has training in from his corporate job. Hey, Asana shout out. Yes. And so that is a process that we are able to use now at Let's Venture. And it makes us streamline our Instagram, our Facebook, our LinkedIn so that we can serve our audience better. And it doesn't take us so much extra time of being in the weeds. It helps. A process helps everyone on the team be on the same page. It's like a playbook for what play we're going to run on the field. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's sports analogy. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. So number five is resources. So this was a huge, huge draw to Drew working for Boeing at the very beginning was Boeing was a company that would actually pay for your master's if you stayed for X amount of time after. And so With a corporate company, they usually have a lot more money than a small business. And so they are able to provide incentives like that of if you stay with us, we'll pay for your master's. Yeah. Beyond grad degrees, continuing ed, teammates, mentors, free snacks. Oh, yes. The list could go on about what a corporate company can actually provide you beyond just your salary and benefits, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I think the mentors is huge as well. Like when you worked at your one of your jobs as a project manager, your boss was just such an incredible person and she would, you know, get coffee with you and be more of even beyond just like your boss. She would be a mentor, which in a small business realm, a mentor is more so like a business coach that you have to pay for. And that was, it was built in to my corporate job, right? She was my boss and mentor, which was great. Yeah. But in small business, like you said, you have to go search that out and find it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So number six is boundaries. Working nine to five. As Dolly Parton says, what a way to make a living. (laughs) Are you thankful I didn't sing it? I 
Yes. I am saving I, everyone's eardrums. What's funny is I actually kind of like when you sing, even though... That's nice, Drew, but <laughs> I don't know if everyone needs to hear that. But seriously, I, I'm a big, big cheerleader of boundaries in life. And this was something I was very envious of Drew when he worked his corporate job is he would wake up, he'd make coffee, he would start his job. And then once five o'clock hit, it was close the computer and you yeah. are moving on with the rest of your evening. And I think... As a small business owner, boundaries can get blurred really, really easily. And this is something we're actually working really hard at is having boundaries. Are we the best at it with our job? Not always, but it's something that we see in corporate America that is a huge pro and something we want to carry over into our small business. In corporate America, you don't have to be as intentional about boundaries because they're almost built in, right? With this is when most people come into the office or most people are online between this hour and this hour. Right. In a small business, no one's holding you accountable to stopping when you should stop for your personal and mental well-being. Yep, I totally agree. Okay, number seven is having a team and just that overall social aspect to your workplace. This was something when I started my small business, I was not prepared for how lonely it would be. I went from working with a team to suddenly I was by myself and our apartment at the time. You have no one like patting you on the back in the middle of the day. You have no one to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. It can feel lonely. And so I actually remember, Drew, I loved your coworkers when you worked at Mirror and I would get happy hour with them like every month after work when they were done with work because I just needed friends to talk to yeah. outside of, you know, my clients. Right, right. It's pretty cool. Why don't you talk a little bit about for you what it was like having a team and then now going to a small business like Let's Venture and how you've tried to carry that over into our small team? Yeah. So for example, camaraderie is a word I used earlier when we were talking about this. The ability to feel like you're in it together with somebody, right? Yeah. There's a there's an example. I was in a factory in China and I had gone the past two trips by myself to China and had to make decisions and had to manage processes over there with factories. And I felt alone, yeah, super alone, kind of similar to what you were describing. Then the last time I went to China, that mentor that we were talking about and boss came with me and we were working on a project there and I had to make a tough decision. And she stood next to me and signed the paper with me saying, I'm making this decision with you. And that with that sense of, hey, I'm standing here and I know we could both get in trouble for this, but I'm with you here. Like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And so that kind of feeling of camaraderie of I have your back of support was huge. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And so this is a big thing that we recognize in the small business like arena is lacking. And so if you're like, yes, this is me. I feel alone. I feel lonely. I don't have people to bounce ideas off of. We have a Facebook group just for this. So it's a private Facebook group. You can go to let's-venture.com slash Facebook and you will get the link there to be able to join our group because we don't want you to feel alone in this. Absolutely. All right, moving on to number eight, sense of security. So this kind of goes back to having that consistent paycheck, but knowing every day when you wake up, I have a job, I work nine to five, I get paid on the first of the month and the 15th of the month, just that sense of security and routine. So it's not something that's always having to be in the back of your mind. Of course, we recognize when you work at a corporate job, you can get laid off. There can be things like that. But for the most part, this is a thing we see in corporate America when you have a consistent job and you work for a larger corporation, you can just have that security knowing this is where my paycheck's coming from. This is how much I'm going to be making. And it's not something that always has to be running in the back of your mind. Right. It's not like you don't have to work hard. 
right? Totally. There's a less of a worry there of, am I going to make my next X amount of money to pay my rent? Right. right? Something like that. Totally. And we also recognize with a commission-based corporate job, things are a little different. Right. But talking about a non-commissioned job, you know, let's say you're working for a month and you can work for an entire month at your corporate job on a specific project. And even if it doesn't get completed on the 30th of that month, you're still going to get your paycheck the next day. Right. Yeah. All right. Number nine is having a place of work. So this is a huge thing for Drew and I that we are really working towards is having a dedicated workspace. But this is something we see as a big advantage of when you work for a larger corporation. Oftentimes they do have an office. Of course, after COVID, there's been a huge shift of working remotely or working a hybrid partially at home or in the office. But for the most part, a lot of corporate companies do have that option of having a workplace and somewhere you can go into. So you're able to leave your home, you're able to go to the office, work, and then be able to leave and have a kind of just that mindset shift too of shutting things off. Do you remember pre-COVID how, not intense, but how I, I desired to go into the office? Oh, totally. I was like, I want to go be around people. I'm a social person in general and very extroverted, but right. I did like to go and be sitting next to someone at a desk and bouncing ideas off of people and totally being around people in a similar place that was dedicated to work and nothing else was was really solid right and so this is something for Drew and I like I mentioned we're trying to incorporate into let's venture of having our own dedicated workspaces now we live in a home where we do have an office, but that wasn't always the case for us. Yeah. And so what we did, even when we lived in our apartment, I remember I found a desk on OfferUp and I used that desk as, okay, this is where I work. Prior to that, we didn't have a desk. And so do you remember, Drew, we had our table that you had built me. Yeah. He built me a table as, as a, a wedding, wedding present. Gift. Yeah. That was very sweet. But the desk was like two feet from the kitchen table. Right. But prior to having the desk, we had our kitchen table yeah. and I took a fourth of the kitchen table and that was my quote unquote office because before even having that structured workplace, it was hard for me because I would have my laptop on the couch and then I would have, you know, my hard drive over on the table and then I would have a notebook on like on the dresser. It was very spread out. And so it felt like everywhere I looked in our house and our apartment was work. And so by creating this very specific structured workplace was really helpful for me in knowing like this is work and this is home and they can be. All right. So number 10 is diversity. When we are thinking through number 10, it's not just diversity in the types of people you're around, but also in beliefs and thoughts. And there was one specific story that came to mind for Drew. Drew, can you kind of talk through at your last job? I remember vividly, you came out of a meeting. Yep. Go, just go ahead. Explain yeah, so the I, story. So I came out of a meeting and I remember talking to Molly saying it was really the meeting was great because she asked me how it was. And I said, it was it was great because we were all there for the common good of the company and the project, right? Everyone right. was focused, but it was the experiences of this person and this person and this person thought differently than me and this person has a different background than me. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to see the, it's almost holistic, right? It was yeah. like a holistic approach to the project because we had someone from over here or someone from over here or someone from this background or this walk of life. Right. It was, it was honestly pretty eye-opening and really cool. Yeah, I feel like I remember you saying in that meeting of 10 people, we had people of color, we had people of different beliefs than me. We different had genders. Different genders, different countries. And we all were there for that common goal of the company. But it was so amazing how our different life experiences brought us to different conclusions of what we should do. And it was things that I wouldn't have thought about 
right. from my background, right? My background is important and I bring good perspective to the table, but it was amazing to see there were 10 different perspectives yeah. that all not totally different, right? That we had nowhere to go. We actually got to a common agreement in the meeting, but it was right. really cool to see all the different perspectives together. And I think this kind of pulls back to with what we love about number 10 of like there's diversity in a corporate setting is you're not getting stuck in an echo chamber. Right. This isn't always true. There are corporations where everybody looks the same and talks the same. Believes the, the same, same thing. Believes the same thing. Right. But Drew did have an incredible experience at three different companies where that wasn't the case. And that diversity of thought and beliefs and everyone being different, I feel like really shaped the type of employee you were for that company as well. And then person. I yeah. really enjoy hearing, and we could talk about this in a different podcast, but I enjoy yeah. hearing both sides of the story totally. and, and understanding holistically what's everyone's approach here. Yes. And I think that not only is the project manager side, but it's the side of having all those diverse experiences. Totally. All right. That leads us into number 11, which is the opportunity to travel and experience different cultures. So Drew, I'd love for you to talk about this because when you worked at Mir, you had the opportunity to travel to some places I don't think you would ever get to go unless you had that job. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to travel over, I think, five times to China specifically to work for Mir. So I worked in the manufacturing side and we would go, we actually manufactured water bottles in central China. And it was an incredible experience to not only travel there and get that whole experience of traveling internationally, but yeah. meeting the people who make these products and the people who, like, you often think like something shows up on a container and shows up at your house and it says made in China. That's all we think about, right? But there's like a massive system of people over there and they're all human beings and it's wonderful and not all wonderful, but like the people there actually the care are, and yeah. it was really cool to make friendships um and put that, a face that crossed to the people the who are making that yeah yeah but the friendship like crossed oceans and it was yeah. really really incredible to to feel that connection and experience that I feel like it just opened your eyes and opened mine too, because you would send me videos of being on a high-speed train going through a small village in China, which was millions of people. Right, right. It's just a different world. A different world. And that was such a cool experience that your corporate job allowed you to experience. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. Number 12, seeing the back end of how things are made. This kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about of you got to actually go to the factories where products were being made. Right. But also even when you were at Nestle. Yeah, I did. It gave me perspective, I think yeah. is the point is, yes, some of it is like, oh, I don't like how that's made or oh, if I only knew the backstory of how that's put together. Right. In a positive light, it's, it's really cool to understand when you're walking through like the grocery store or walking through an REI to look at something and go, okay, I see how they piece that together. Or I see the engineering that came from behind that. And so that's what I really liked. I'm sure you could figure that out most anywhere, but in corp my experience in corporate America, that's where I was able to learn that type of stuff. And it was really fascinating and interesting. Yeah, for sure. And the final one is leave, specifically having maternity, paternity leave, sick leave, personal leave. This is something in corporate America that I feel like is, I think this is the top one for me is that they sure. have these things. So when you are an entrepreneur, a small business owner, you know, if you need to step away from work for a personal reason for a month, well, 
if you step away for a month and that wasn't planned, there are much bigger repercussions to that than if you're in a corporate job and you need to step away for a month. When you have a larger team around you, it's much easier to do that. And so I think also having maternity and paternity leave for if you have a kiddo, being able to step away and just be able to be in that moment and in that season from a corporate job, you know you're still gonna get your paycheck. And it's not like you can't do that for when you're self-employed, but totally. it takes a lot more planning. It is riskier inherently, but it, it's just harder to do. It's harder to do. So there you have it. Those are the 13 things we actually like about corporate America. And we share those today with the intention of these are all things we think you can also incorporate into a small business. Right. Yeah. Some of them might take a little bit more planning, like maternity leave or paternity leave. You know, you're going to have to think through that and really prepare and set yourself up for success, but it can be done. Same with processes. That kind of goes hand in hand. If you make incredible processes, so when you do step away, the business can still function. That is such a, a, an incredible way that you can take practices from corporate America and put it into your small business. Right. Or contributing to retirement. Right? Yes. It's not like you have to depend on a corporate America to do that. You can build that into your budget. Absolutely. So there you have it. The 13 reasons we love corporate America. Thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next week.